So the big question is this, how are investors like us who don't have a PhD in finance or millions to start investing, how do we grow up bank accounts to build real savings and retirements and yet still have the time to do what we really love? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Oh my God, today's the best day ever, guys. It's so exciting. So um, some crazy, crazy, awesome stuff just happened. Uh, for those who aren't following my mission to secure the 10 grand Google nonprofit ad credit, uh, I have a meeting with the uh, really awesome, awesome marketing teacher at, at Georgia Tech. I'm very, very fortunate because there are so many amazing, amazing professors at Tech. Uh, this, this one guy, he's been consulting like Fortune 500 companies. He's, he's so, so, so awesome. So it's so, so great to be able to work with him on these, uh, these ad campaigns for nonprofits and then using them uh, to, to expand you know, distribution of financial education. I'm so ridiculously excited to start working on that with him. Um, so I was talking to him, I'm just calling him. I had an 11 o'clock meeting. And so the thing is, right, I've been following up with him for, I don't know, probably like three, four, five weeks. Um, and pretty much I had no response, right? Uh, I've been sending a message after message, voicemail after voicemail, call after call, text after text, send him selfie videos, FC videos, tons and tons and tons of content because this relationship is immediately worth $10,000. And in the next two to six years, it's probably worth a couple hundred thousand dollars in general marketing knowledge, which is awesome, right? So you're, you know, you got to put in the commitment and the time um, so that whatever you, you, you're going to get, you know, the result that you want out of uh, everything I do. And so I, so he calls today and, um, and he's like, dude, what the heck? Because we scheduled, I, I texted him and we scheduled an appointment for today at 11 and it's like 11. So he, I was probably doing it on campus, but then he was like, nah, just give me a call. Um, so I gave him a call and then uh, everything was amazing. I know, like, uh, he called me back and he was like, hey, let's just do it on the phone. And so we did it on the phone. And now he's totally on board with it, which is awesome. I told him a little bit more about my background in personal finance and investing and like what I want to do with the nonprofit credits, which is awesome. So, so excited about it. And um, so we're getting that all set up. It's so, so cool. We'll get it done by Google by the end of the day. It's amazing. So excited about that. And it all came because I kept persisting, because I kept going, right? I didn't have an ounce of hope from this guy. Nothing. He gave me like two word text responses. Um, but because, you know, the guy's got freaking valuable time. He's doing stuff, you know? Uh, I, free, I went there I went there yesterday because I haven't been hearing from him at all just to make sure that we had, like, a date set and, like, went to his office and he wasn't there. So I put a sticky note on his freaking door uh, because it matters, right? It's really, really important. It's going to change so many people's lives if we can get 9 to noon to more people, which I'm so ridiculously excited about. Just awesome. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's, it's amazing. Um, so, so maybe if he listens to this, he'll know that he's super, super cool, uh, which is awesome. Really, really cool. Uh, anyway, so that was that. Was that. that was sales today. Um, I also met with you know, some clients for Easy Local. Super, super cool that we are going to maybe close a dentist soon. That would be awesome. I would be so ridiculously excited to help a dentist get more clients. It's just so, so fun helping local businesses. It's awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. So today, you know what? Freaking awesome. I'll tell you what happened though. You know, we got all the sales stuff out of the way, which is awesome. We got these guys closing, which is amazing. My favorite thing was something that, that stood out in that conversation with, uh, with Michael. 
is he was like he could count on uh, one hand the number of students who actually like followed up with him, sent him messages, sent him videos, uh, all, all, all that, you know, stuff that you do to follow up with people well. Um, it was like zero people because nobody like actually cares and it's berserk because like some of his professors you know this guy's amazing right he's done so ridiculously much um, you know just like any kind of relationship with him is insanely valuable uh, which is awesome you know um, so so it's so so crazy to think that like there are you know a whole bunch of people who just you know don't like take advantage of their full resources around them which is crazy and sometimes there's like a limit on time which makes sense but like you have to you know weigh the trade-off of you know this guy is insane right i mean michael he's crazy years and years and years decades of experience in marketing and it's um, so valuable for for the uh, the help i need right now it's like ridiculous and i mean you gotta think that like at least some other people are doing stuff which is cool and it means is that there's just so many people and they just don't even you know, focus on it. They think, oh, you know, those students gotta get through school. But it's like, dude, there's some of the coolest people in the whole world here. Uh, which is just so awesome. It's just amazing. So really, really lucky to, to be able to take advantage of that. And I wanna push you, right? Like if you're in an environment where, where you're around super, super high achievers or really crazy experienced people, get out there just do stuff with them until and then like stay consistent with it right you don't take a break you don't stop you just keep going hard and you keep meeting people and you keep going with them and even if you're like yeah, one out of ten people like that's one out of ten people that's awesome right oh my god really 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 cool stuff there uh the net uh, that scares me now that was so it's not fall again oh my god so, so, so fun. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, thanks, guys. I'll tell you um, I've been doing some recording this morning for the super, super cool thing of Grow Rich series. Which I'm so excited about that. That's so change my life to change like, I'm so ridiculously excited to get that training done. And after that, I started training 9 to noon, which was really lucky because, like, I finished at 9.30. And I didn't have time to pre-market screen. I just looked at, like, one stock. And that one stock had, like, a 75% pre-market gain. And the volume was, like, 270,000 shares. It was awesome. Oh, my God. So it opens up, and they have this ginormous drop. Like, it was, like, a little drop down below the VWAP. And then it curves back up goes through the 9 exponential, goes through the 20, and then hits the VLAP, crushes it, and then actually goes, breaks into new highs. And I swear, dude, I was so sketched out on it. Because the thing was at like $1.80, and I'm looking at an entry point at like $2, right? $2 solid entry point based on the $2 price point was above the VLAP. But I also saw it as sort of an ABCD setup continuation from the pre-market, because there was this ginormous pre-market gain. Oh, so what happened was I got through that and this crazy 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 thing happened where it like what the one minute candle went up like 15% in like 12 seconds it was like insane so I guess I, I miss I'm like I'm freaking out dude because I don't know what's going on here I don't know if these guys are gonna crash they're gonna reverse what they're gonna do because they're over the VWAP but it's such a high level of resistance based off all the moving averages and the extremely fast price movement with a relatively small amount of volume to back it up it was so crazy so I like I leave it I'm freaking out and then like two minutes later they're going up another 20% they go from two dollars on a bottom reversal on a, on a cup setup off the VWAP to like 
260, right? And my price target on it was 264 with a downside of 20 cents, so like a three to one risk reward. And then they hit 264. And then, like, they hit their instant, it was crazy. And then they get circuit breaker halted. And I'm like, dude, holy crap! They went up so much. And then they get circuit, so they get circuit breaker, right? Because it was outside of the first 15 minutes of trading. If you guys read the book, you read, I think it's like chapter 20. Uh, I talk about how circuit breakers work. So what happened was the circuit breaker was outside of the first 15 minutes of trading. So it was in the standard standard uh, interval instead of the double interval. And the double interval, of course, being outside, inside the first team, 15 minutes of trading. And it was, uh, it was just a normal stock, not really a, a special security. So it was in the normal range limits. So it gets frozen for moving like 15% in like five minutes, which was just crazy. It was like 20, it was, it was crazy, 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 crazy. So after it gets circuit breaker, and I'm like, okay, cool, dude. Like, I guess I missed that. That kind of sucks uh, because they just went through my price target so fast that I was like freaking out. I was like, what are you supposed to do here? Um, because it, like the, the goal with it would have been like a gradual um, grow and uh, a gradual move up. And the gradual move up, you know, the point with that would be to see the stock, uh, uh, see the stock go up slowly and then you enter it on a curve on the C and then it goes through the D. But what these guys did was ridiculous and it's really, really risky. And that's why I want to talk about it is because their C went straight into a D. It just went straight up from the little low. So it had this huge initial morning run up and pre-market run up, but then it kind of dipped down and was consolidating right around the VWAP. And so what happened was after it started to uh, consolidate, I was like, okay, this could be a nice setup. But then the C, it just went straight to that new high. It made a brand new high a day, like within the span of one or two minutes. So that's like two candlesticks. And that's really, really risky because the other day I got messed up on a trade like that because these guys, they did that and then they just had it. I got in on it real quick and uh, they had an instant reversal, which sucks. And that's just kind of what happens when you have new high days because those are still going to act as resistances that need to be broken through on the daily level. Um, so I kind of, I kind of wussed out on that trade, which sucks. It was a really, oh man, I feel bad about that. But at the same time, I don't know. It was really, really crazy, crazy. So what happens is after the circuit breaker, they open back up and um, and then they open, they drop a little bit because that's usually, usually stocks will drop uh, after they get opened up after a halt. It was like maybe 10% down, but then they came right back up and uh, now they're up like uh, 40%. Like that's so cool. Oh my God, they're like 270, 270. 75, I think, is what they what they hit. They hit this crazy, crazy high price, and it was awesome. Uh, if I would have been in the trade, I would have been awesome. Um, but it's really, really fun just to trade the markets and to see that crap happen. Um, I really, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't short it because uh, I'm trading with Robinhood right now, so you can't you can't short, uh, and, the, and you can't trade put options on that security, which is a shame. But uh, what are you gonna do, right? I was really surprised at how high it went. Um, because I seriously was hitting those price targets. I didn't think it would get that high, but it, it, it really impressed me. And uh, it showed a whole, whole ton of momentum on that ABCD setup, which is super, super cool. It's awesome, awesome stuff. Um, and and it's just, you just gotta get in the trade. And also when you hit your price target, sometimes if you see that there's enough momentum, specifically if you notice that there's like a uh, circuit breaker, which is a signal of just ridiculously high volatility, um, a lot of times, you can use that to take an indication that you should probably sell like half of a position 
instead of an entire position, which uh, would have worked out pretty freaking well in that situation. Uh, since after it hit the price target for the ABCD, it went up another 20-30%. Um, but hey, just a really amazing example of a ridiculously awesome stock trade this morning. Um, so, so, so excited about it. So, hey, that was that was so cool. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So sweet, 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 sweet. Um, I did make a trade today. It was awesome. It was on TQN, I think. Yeah, that was probably the ticker. Might have been TNQ, one or the other. And uh, they were the second gapper today, uh, right beneath, I think that stock was HDSI. Um, maybe, maybe not, we'll see, I don't know. It's on, uh, it's on Thinkorswim. <laughs> um, so, I was trading those guys. And uh, so I traded this one, this one was actually really cool. It was an interior Bollinger Band W setup combined with an inverse head and shoulder setup on the uh, one minute chart, which was awesome. Um, it was uh, like a 60 cent stock. cents up three cents down uh, for that W setup so I got in right at the neck resistance line on the uh, actual then the neckline for the inverse head and shoulder setup which was also the top of the W band um, so that was cool it was a nice little double setup there really really a clear entry point and then um, I was lucky I had enough time to research the float and make sure it was a good stock uh, which is cool. You want to see a lower float on those nine to noon trades for sure. Um, this stock in particular, that was for about 20 million shares, uh, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, pretty much everything you know, usually lower is better. I kind of max out around a couple hundred million shares. It just depends on your position size, but that float is huge, big impact of volatility. And that's why I talked about it so much in the noon because it's super, super, super important. Um, so yeah, cool, cool, right? Oh man, it's so much fun. I love it. So, oh, I don't want to crash. Oh, I didn't crash. Yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome. So, anyway, I enter on the inverse head and shoulders neckline. Oh, and get this, right? On that ABCD setup I was talking about on H, uh, H, H, HCSI. On HCSI, right? The setup was based on the ABCD, and my target was based on the ABCD. Like I said, it, it, it pulled back off of the top of the first movement, and after it pulled back, it, uh, it, it just bounced right back up and, and kept going up. But what was really, really, really interesting, and actually made me think the whole thing, this is something you should seriously take away from this episode, is um, the stock reversed at uh, $53, which was, my price target was two six. whoa, my price target was 260 based on my original calculation to the ABCD setup. And usually after a trade, trade, Uh, locked in. 
uh, which is awesome. This one again was a little different just because you got circuit breaker, so extremely, extremely high momentum. But usually, you know, I have to tell most of, if not all, of my position on the Navy CD train at the top of the seat, at predicted by the run up, added to the top of the run up of the A. Uh, which again, it's just, it's, if you need a picture of that, it's in the book. But basically, you're just looking at the initial run up and adding it to the top of the A before it consolidates and then goes up again to complete the D on the ABCD setup. Really, 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 really powerful, powerful tool right there. So, with that said, um, and I've explained it, I think, in other podcast episodes, but like I said, it's, it's easier to see in a picture form. So, yeah, that's why I wrote a book, <laughs> you know? Um, so, with my price target it, at uh, 260, it did not hit 260, it hit 250, 250, uh, 257, I think is what it hit. So it, it would like not have filled me if that was my sell target. And I would, have pro- I would have gotten screwed if it didn't keep going up. And then I went back and I looked at, oh gosh, what in the world? So I went back and I looked at the initial A run up again because I was like, well, what did I do wrong here, you know? I wanted to know what exactly was up. So I went and I looked at it and I realized that originally 260 made sense based on the actual uh, the candle wick. The candle wick, they said 260, but if you base your analysis of the initial light run up on the A, um, on your left, thanks man, if you base your analysis on the candlestick bodies, on the bodies of the candles, uh, the bodies were just a little bit tighter together, so it was actually about a, um, a 253. Which I thought was amazing because 253 is, is really, really good considering that the max was 256, 257. I don't know. That was a while. It was a couple hours ago. Um, but but it was much, very, 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 very close to the peak for the day, uh, which is the whole point of using ABCD uh, to predict that maximum price target. So, with that said, I realized that it probably makes a whole lot more sense to actually use the body of the candlestick on the ABCD setup to predict your price target rather than the edge of the edge of the wicks because the edge of the wicks will give you a wider price range which will give you a higher price target and in all reality these are pretty you know aggressive trades and they move quick so if you are you know even a chance that's not a good idea right so you want to have that set uh, that set target and I would rather be just a little, little bit more conservative, still lock in, you know, two to one risk reward, three to one risk reward ratio based on ABCD type, and lose just a couple of cents on the top, rather than risk, you know, getting screwed and having worse consistency, and um, and and then, you know, in all, you know, essence, um, losing more trades because, well, not losing, but like, you know, you're still essentially like that stock's going up 20, 30, 40 percent. Um, and on the initial run-up, it was a solid 20%. You're looking at the difference between like 20% uh, gain versus like 21% gain. So it's a very marginal difference, but it protects you against the downside of going from 20% to 15%, which is uh, that's a pretty significant change, right? Um, so it's just thinking about the risk-to-reward ratios that you want to play. Um, I usually strive for 3 to 1 risk-to-reward, which is just, I mean, if you, you can make, you know, a bunch of trades and only be right a third of the time, like, even worse sometimes just depends, and you'll still crush it, so that's why I'm pretty, pretty hyped about 
kind of ratio, which is just awesome. I love it because um, it lets me trade aggressively, lets me trade well, and it also stops me. You know, today I was a little hesitant, which was a shame. I should have probably got in on that trade quicker. But like I said, I just didn't get in on it. I didn't feel it. And sometimes you got to touch your stuff. That's what you got, and it'll stop you to learn. Um, but it'll also be good for you if, uh, if in all reality, you probably shouldn't be going too hard on a trade that's actually not that good in the long run. You always want to trade, you know, consistently. So, super, super cool principles and important things to realize there that come through, uh, through experience. You just, you just kind of have to learn it uh, through time. But hey, I hope you guys can take what I just said um, and unwind it and, and use it to uh, actually make a bunch of things because that's a pretty serious, awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, I just kind of like, yeah, it's really cool. If you can use that, that's a, it's a much more consistent way to trade the ABC stuff. So, said, on to the trade that I made today that actually made money, which was awesome. We made about 3.5-3.4% today. Um, and I'll tell you what, guys, if the market goes up 1% and I can make 3, I'll tell you that's a good day. I love it. I love it. I'll take it. Um, so, 3.4% today on uh, TQN. The share was ticker. Uh, they were ticker, bonjour, W. All that awesome, 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 awesome stuff. It was cool because, you know, the trade is something that I think only comes through time if you really want to take advantage of it. And that's why I want to give you guys a short time to be able to take advantage of it. They break through the top of the inverse head and shoulders setup. And also, I guess, the Bollinger Bands for the VWAP, for, uh, for the W setup. And uh, and I get in right before they break out, which was awesome. You always have to, you know, take the risk on the, on the edge. If you want to make the most profit, which obviously you could have done better if you were timing it lower, but that's just it's just too risky. So I buy in on the neckline, uh, at least for nine and noon trades. Usually, it just depends on how good the setup is. This one, like I said, is a little bit more of a, a wish wash between the head and shoulders and the W setup. So because of two, it just made more sense to let it play out and make sure it was significant. Um, so I got in at like 64 cents, a uh, whole bunch of shares. And um, and then it went up and it broke. And I was looking for it to get to 66 cents based on the height of the head versus the shoulder line. The difference between those two was about two cents. So you would add, you know, the minimum head to the shoulder line, two cents to the actual um, shoulder line to get 66 cents, uh, which is what I was going for, which is awesome. But what happened is after it broke, something really, really cool happened is the stock actually, uh, it went up, it started going up, it was doing exactly what it was supposed to do. And uh, then um, it started to slow down a little bit. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, remember at this time frame, looking at about you know, five to seven, one candles from entry to exit. Uh, in this trade, I think it was about five. So what happened was the, I showed up and I kept everything going. I didn't make options. It looks so cool. Uh, but what's really interesting is that uh, they, uh, they started to slow down, right? And they started to slow down, slow down. And they started to kind of form a little bit of a one minute setup on the uh, like a wedge setup, right? So they were consuming each other, they were engulfing each other. And the setup, you know, just wasn't very, uh, very it was just slowing down, right? And I'll tell you what, guys, you have to learn how to read 
momentum. That's one of the toughest things for new traders to do. And it's totally cool that that one is, is it's just, it's all based on the speed of price and the volume traded. So the volume was going down and the speed was going down. So both of those are serious, serious problems for, um, for, that, for that trade. Especially after a run-up of, uh, of a pretty pretty sizable run-up compared to the actual underlying price movement on the stock. Granted, you know it wasn't a huge huge percent move, but for the trading range of the stock, and especially for the risk to reward ratio, it was uh, it was a pretty sizable move. You're risking, you know, probably one unit for four units of gain on that trade, which was really 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 good. And then, like I said, three and a half percent, four percent, four percent is a lot for people with you know 100 gram portfolio. Um, so hey, cool cool stuff there. Um, and so, so it started to slow down. It started to slow, 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 slow. And I realized like, yo, this trade's about to crush, man. So, oh, I, um, did I bring food? Oh, I should have brought food. Oh, well, it's okay. Um, so I, I set that up and then they started consolidating and slower and slower and slower. They got slower and slower and slower. So, uh, it like 60... 370 6380 just based on um, the actual underlying very very shifts in price but like for a small for a cheap stock it makes sense to go at three or four decimal places um, so they were going and they were slowing and slowing so I, I realized look dude this thing you know it should go higher but if it's not gonna go higher it's not gonna go higher you gotta trust the way that the market judges it and the market wasn't gonna let it go any higher so it just chills out slows down and uh, the thing, it just slows and slows and slows. So eventually, I'm like, all right, I'm out. I sell it, uh, like I said, 63, like 80, um, something like that. And, uh, and for, for trades like that, I, it's hard to judge the price based on the chart. So I just did a market sell because uh, it was you can't really tell like what the price is. The charts, especially with TD, um, they'll only go to two decimal points. So, uh, at least for some stocks, some stocks that are like penny stocks, they'll totally go cheaper. Uh, it just depends on the market. I think that one was OTC, so I don't really know why it didn't go a little more accurately, but hey, what are you going to do? So, anyway, they, they get set up. And what was really, really interesting is uh, I get out, and after I get out, these guys, I'm telling you, like, they, uh, they just, that was their peak, right? And after that, they just started consolidating down and down and down, and they started moving back down. Because what happened was that the momentum just ran out and these guys were out of steam. And when they're out of steam, you gotta get out of the trade and take your profits. You can't be greedy. Um, and so that's what I that's what I did. So hey, guys, make sure that um, even when you have solid price targets, um, and maybe even price targets based on technical analysis, it's still important to consider the underlying momentum of nine and noon trades. With medium term trades, you can usually just kind of like let them go and they'll usually do your thing because um, they have more time to work out. And, and momentum with those trades isn't a huge deal because you know, you've got way, 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 way uh, more people in the market for it, uh, especially over a larger period of time. With nine and noon trades, it's a very, very small subset of, of financial traders in the market for it. So it's gotta move quicker, people get out. And um, especially with that one, it went from about 1 million in traded volume to, when I entered the trade to about 4.4 million uh, shares traded. So um, you have to understand, you know, how it's going to grow. And then I think at the end of the day, it was a little bit higher, but still that same fundamental limit of, you know, there's not a bajillion people trading this stock um, because, you know, it's, it's like, I wonder, like, can I do? Oh my gosh, I can. That's awesome. 
Um, you just gotta remember how people are trading the stock, and if the momentum isn't there, ouch, 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 ouch. ouch. Uh, if the momentum isn't there, then you know that's not your trade. You gotta get out of it, and you gotta take your profits. Um, so that's what happened, and it just died down for the rest of the day. So hey, take this knowledge, take this information, freaking take advantage of it. Go out there, use it, crush it. And uh, if people tell you that you gotta wait for a trade, sometimes you just gotta wait for a trade. Alright guys, thanks so much. Have an amazing day. I'll see you later. Bye. Want more stock market secrets? If so, go get your free copy of my best-selling book, 9 to Noon. You can get your free copy plus $11,176 of unannounced bonuses completely for free at 9tonoonsecrets.com. Inside 9 to Noon, you'll find the top 38 secrets we use to double our portfolios every two years and make upwards of 10% per trade daily. 